All right. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Uh, it's me, Cookie. We have a special guest tonight. Uh, friend of the show, Gerard, is back this week. Say what's up. Uh, what's up, y'all? It's been a while. I missed you guys. Glad to talk with y'all again. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Gooch is off this week. Um, she's taking care of some family business. So while she's away, we're just going to hold it down for her. But we also want to let her know we're still thinking of her and um, hope everything goes okay when she comes back. We're looking forward to, to catching up with her. Okay? Yes, yes. We love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Gerard, who got you fucked up this week? Uh, honestly, it's been a good week. The only thing I'm over is just this wet-ass weather that I'm having here. I don't know if it's like that where you are, but right now... It is. It's been, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, drenched in rain the entire time. Every time See, the same haven't... comes... Because... I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 I was, I'm sorry. I was going to say, we haven't had rain in a long time, but um, mm-hmm. we're about to get, like, 50 million gallons of rain up here, and oh. it's... It's 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 a mess. It's just wet, like you said. It's just wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're killing it, man. I was like, and I, I'm like, we got the state fair going on down here right now. So every time my wife and I was like, yeah, we're hyped. We're gonna go out here and you know eat some elephant ears and walk around and you know do some hood rat shit, act stupid out here. And I was like, no, it's like pouring down in buckets. Ain't nobody's trying to go out there and that stuff. I think got time for that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody Don't nobody got time, time for, for none of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you right about that. Yeah. What's um, with you? Well, it's not. Well, who? Yeah. Uh, so I went and got my manicure or whatever, because that's what I like to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I went and got my upper lip done with my eyebrows. And so the lady, when she's going to wax my lip, she drops a little dot of hot wax on my lip. And I was like, ow. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then, you know, I was like, it hurt or whatever. And she waxed me up. So, you know, my Cuban Pete is on point or whatever. But I got this little <laughs> little mark where it burned me. And I was like, listen, I can't mm. be having shit on my lip when I don't have shit on my lip. Like, <laughs> Don't you know, you didn't want to with you. <laughs> okay. Like, hold it down. Be burning me with your wax and shit. So, low-key, that's what had me fucked up because I was like, you know, hashtag, it's not a mole. Um, I need everybody. <laughs> oh, we're going to make that trend tonight, y'all. We're going to make that trend. <laughs> I'll be here by Dak. I follows me. Look. All of it's not safe. That's no mole. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And don't ask how we yeah. got there, okay? Because it ain't your business. All right. <laughs> you <a> fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, oh, but so did you watch the debate? Because that's I, I, I did not watch it just because I'm mentally I'm already over this shit. I know who I'm voting for. The damn straight mm-hmm. Trump, of course. But mm-hmm. I, I'm just at the point now, I'm not trying to be entertained by this stuff. I just want to just go in there, put in my ballot for my local election for the national election and move on mm-hmm. and, and just be done with it. it it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's 
just over the whole circus of it all because that's all it is right now. It's like Donald Trump is getting what he wants. He's getting people to look at him be a dumbass for an hour every time, mm-hmm. and people just eat it up. And I just do not understand how folks really do not see over his ineptitude as a candidate. I'm like, this this guy does not know what he's doing. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying some because I mean I see the grand majority. I, I can tell people have common sense, but it's only mm-hmm. that one percent that blows me when they say mm-hmm. that. Oh, you know, I really understand what he's saying. He's saying what I'm saying. I was like, well, like, because <laughs> he's not saying anything in support of you. Um, yeah. I didn't. I was initially trying to avoid the debate mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get my pressure up. And what was it on Monday yeah. night, right? Yeah. Okay, exactly. so I was like, I'm going to watch something else. But of course, it's Monday, and um, I just, you know. I didn't really have anything, you know, like all that important. So, um, Goose and I had our meeting or whatever. Right. And, you know, we talk um, every Monday. And so we're having our meeting and she's watching it. And then I was like, okay. And Mm. I'm on Facebook and I'm, you know, moderating and doing all the stuff that I do on there online. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right. Come on, girl. Let's watch the debate or whatever. And we start watching it. And we just, oh, and gee. One of the things, because um, I didn't start from the beginning, but I'm just going to talk about something that kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. Because one of the things was when um, Lester Holt asked, like, what would you do, you know, to ease the racial tensions that we're experiencing or to help? Uh, I can't remember the question, but I just remember them talking about um, the black and Latino community. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump, he was talking at us. He wasn't talking to us. And unfortunately, you know, when Hillary was giving her rebuttal, I felt she fell into that same trap of talking Mm -hmm. at us with with facts and kind of Mm -hmm. not making it a little bit more personal. I think overall Hillary did do a good job. She looked presidential. She was prepared. She clearly knows her shit. I think this this whole election campaign, though, is an insult to her Mm -hmm. because um, you're the first woman candidate to, you know, be this close to the presidency, and this is your opponent. And I think it's a slap in the face to her. I think it's like a slap in the face. And um, I hope, you know, that she does become elected, and I hope that in the next four years, the next election cycle, that the Republicans have a serious candidate who can really, you know, let Hillary get in there and mix it up with them, because I think she can kick ass. You know, She's totally been preparing for this to do this, and um, I, 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 I still have my my feelings about her from 2008. That's really what turned me off um, for her, you know. Oh, we should get. Oh no, never forget. Hashtag never forget. I will never, never forget. forget. She everything at Barack Obama, <laughs> everything but the goddamn kitchen sink, and mm-hmm. um, I just had to look at her. Like, girl, like, you're willing to go there, you know, and that, to me, it's one of the things that people, you know, are so negative about her with is, like, oh, she's ambitious. But I'm like, of course she's ambitious. What's wrong with being ambitious? It's just when you're a woman. You just act so stupid about it. Like, of course she's ambitious. She's more ambitious than these men. Well, maybe just as ambitious as as these men. You know, you have to have a level of arrogance and confidence to even think that you can run for the president of the United States. You got to have some type of confidence about yourself, borderline arrogance. 
I mean, to think that you, you know, can do what's best for the entire country and to make that decision and to do it, yeah, that takes balls. And um, I don't think Donald Trump really wants this. I think he, this is a money grab for him. I think if oh, he does okay. become elected, I do not think he's going to work hard at all. I think he's going to be worse than George Bush the second which I don't even know if that's humanly possible. But, I mean, he makes him look suitable. Jesus. (laughs) Poor uh, Jeb. (laughs) Yo, Jeb's like, you assholes. I'm the only smart one. Just pay attention to me. I got some stuff I can tell you. And like, oh, no, he's not saying enough. You know, he he got a shitting mistake. Oh, he's poor the only one actually. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag poor Jeff, guys. Yeah. Please clap. Hashtag yeah, please oh clap. My God. Like, oh, oh, that was geez. awful. That was painful. I was like, oh, Jesus. And um, I also did not appreciate how he kept talking about Chicago. Like, oh, blacks, the blacks are living in hell. And I was like, wait a minute, sir. I'm from a black suburb. I um, grew mm-hmm. up pretty decent or whatever. Like, not all black people live in hell. (laughs) Not all black people, you know, live in poverty. You know, we've made gains and strides. Now, granted, our gains and strides do not equal or match the white community, but we out here. You know what I'm saying? We're we're doing it. And um, it was just very insulting. Everything about him, his gestures, his face, just everything about him is like just kill it with fire. Just kill a fire. But Hillary was on point. She came through. She read. She threw shade. Um, she landed some really good punches, I think. And yeah, um, she, the clips. Oh, yeah, she did a good job. Mm-hmm. And she did shimmy, like, oh, I got this. Like, oh, now all I got to do is just take it home. She did shimmy, and it was like, sis, come through with your shimmy because you're right. Like, you just did that. And um, I think also, too, anyone who watches these debates and actually listens to Donald Trump, anyone who's still undecided is dumb. Yeah, or you just don't care. You, you just, you're, you're just there just to listen to the racist standing points and applaud because apparently that's what's on your mind the whole time, which really just blows me. Yo, I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you, my, my timeline has been cleaned up over the past year. I, I've mm-hmm. cleaned up, like, uh, oh, my God, so many people's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, like, what's just so hard about being a decent person? And and I, I, want, I hate saying this first, but, like, look, I want you to see color because I want you to see who I'm as a person and respect that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. not act like a dick and act like you're trying to overcompensate because you don't know what the hell to say out your mouth. When you see a person of color, that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that irritates you, you know? Well, I mean, like obviously, people say racist light, you know? <laughs> diet racist. Your yeah, diet, diet racism. racism. Now it's, uh, yeah. no, no, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's because, like I said uh, last week, like, it just evolved. And now because yeah. you can't say certain things out loud, people still think them and still carry attitudes that lend itself to white supremacy, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I think that a lot of people, well, I think that also to a lot of uh, whites, like for them, they know nothing about what it means to be a minority or our culture. And I mean across mm-hmm. from like African-American, Latina, Latino, um, Hispanic, 
um, Asian, like throughout, um, anyone who's non-white. They know nothing about that and it's because it's not critical to their survival. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure you can ask any Latino, any African American, any Asian person something about white culture and they will be able to answer it. And it's because you have to know because your survival is dependent upon it. Like you yeah. have to know how to engage with them a certain way. You have to know how to, you know, make them relax around you. You have to it's a fine line, it's a dance and a walk where yeah. you have to kind of remove certain aspects of yourself culturally and who you are, certain identifiers of who you are, you know, so that you can get the job, so that you can get the interview, so that you can, you know, survive the police encounter, things like that. And that's something that they don't have to do, and it's why they're very ignorant about a lot Mm -hmm. of things. And I think minorities are sitting there looking at them like, why the fuck don't you know this? But they don't need to because you know, what can we do for them? Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to on your job and you're interviewing nine times out of ten, you know, you're probably going to deal with a white person. You know, if you're going to go, like, and, you know, they think it's absolutely normal. Like, oh, I lived here. You know, I never saw any black people. Or I never, you know, had any experience with black people. It's like that's not normal. They think it's normal, but it's really not. Because the that's reality not how this is, works. <laughs> it's not how this works. Because the reality is, what you're seeing is just your systematic oppression at work, where black people or minorities cannot make it into your community. That's systematic oppression at work. They're they're African Americans probably qualify to buy a house next door to you, but were denied that loan. So you never saw them growing up. It's not normal. Black people know how to play tennis you know, um, backgammon or, or or lacrosse, any sport that you want to play, black people can play it, Latino people can play it, Asian people can play it, we just don't have the opportunity. And yeah. therefore, for you not to see us doesn't mean that we can't do it. It means that you're witnessing your, your systematic oppression at work, which keeps you insulated and me from making any real gain. So, you know, like I said, it's... It, if they don't want to see it, you know, it's easier for them to just act like, well, if you just put yourself up by your bootstraps and work hard, like I didn't own slaves, oh, you're like, it's not my fault. It's so that. easy just to say that as opposed to just really working to dismantle what you think. And the reality is they're not because they know. I mean, like, have you ever been on a job with an entitled white person and they really are coming through the door like, oh, this is mine? And oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, and they really don't understand, like, if someone <laughs> says, no, this isn't for you or you're not going to have or they give it to someone else, they really yeah. just look at it like, you know, like, it's so unfair. And it's like, well, actually, this is pretty fair. Pretty it's, it's, it's just so frustrating to, to see the barriers to entry just for just basic jobs sometimes. You know, like, guys, it's some of these jobs, okay, well, let me just take it a step further back. I've seen some of these folks, what was the phrase, fail upward. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you fail at this position you had before and you got fired from this job? Then you go to this other job, you, you may be one level up even there and you fail on that end. And then you get to the mm-hmm. next job and you get hired and now you're just a two times over shitty person who doesn't know how to do the job. But because you mm-hmm. had a position, had written a resume, I've done X, Y, Z, you still get that job because of your color. I've seen that happening. It's so frustrating. I was like, one of the bosses I have now for my job is a failed Starbucks manager, and you have no mm-hmm. idea how to do your job. No shot, no nothing, no, no shame in that. But just her history is like you're on. A, you're basically like a failed 
over-glorified barista, and you're trying mm-hmm. to tell me how to do my job. So do I take you seriously? No. But do I, I do I have to? Because if I don't, I'm going to look at an angry black man, you know, trying right. to cause a bunch of, you know, disturbance. Yeah, it's, it's just bad how it is now. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. So you right. just can't really even end. It's like you have to be so mediocre. Yeah, they, they can be so mediocre and still get to that point where we have to work eight times as hard. You know how to do everything they do and still be ourselves in our downtime. You know how hard that is as a person of color? They don't understand it. They never will. Yeah, you're right. And it's it's something – hold on, okay? I'm going to pause mm-hmm. this because sometimes this happens when you have children and you're on your way. So I'm going to pause it so Gooch can um, edit it or whatever. But you, okay, in your room, don't you come in here again. Who the hell is coming to my door this time of night? Mm -hmm. Who is it? I sound ghetto, don't I? (laughs) I love it, though. (laughs) Hi, Brandy. Thank you, Oh, <laughs> I know, look. neighborhood, Joe. You can take some neighbors and stuff. I mean, they look like well, you, know, you won't. <laughs> I mean, it's me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. you like you, girl. And she can call her a hoodie. They think I'm a unibomber and shit. <laughs> oh, see, I, I live around black people. I don't play that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Huntington Cook, I live for her when she bakes. Mm. What kind of cake is it? Is it chocolate cake or white ice cream? Oh, God, it sounds so good. I don't even like cheese <laughs> like that, but it sounds so good right now. It is. It's so moist and delicious. So <laughs> moist. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all Sophomore good. humor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my humor is rather sophomoric, so <laughs> I can dig it. I can totally dig it. Let me That's why we roll, bro. That's why we roll together. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, let's just pick it back up and keep going. Yeah. All right, so you were saying, like, um, yeah, it's like they fail upward. And um, it's, it, it's, it's hard to watch. It's very disheartening, especially oh. in the workplace, because it's like here you come in the door prepared, ready, you know, uh, in, a, in a sense, and this is what makes me sympathize with Hillary Clinton. Here's someone who is ready. Yeah. Who's prepared for this. Who's read books yeah. and studied this shit and fought, you know, against her own sexism, mm-hmm. you know, in order to just, you know, be taken seriously. Mm. Excuse me, to be taken seriously. 
Yeah, and this is what, the, and this is where you are. This is what you have to do. You have to deal with some dude who knows nothing about what he's saying, Not but for some odd reason, thing. people listen to them. <laughs> it's like, which just goes to show that it, it just really goes to show how much of a laughing stock we are on a national, global circuit. You know, mm-hmm. can you imagine what other leaders of other countries think of us? They're like, this is like a cat and dog show over here, man. This one guy's just blowing shit out of his mouth. And the other person who's been in the White House basically for like since the 90s knows mm-hmm. how to do the job and then some is still having a fight against this guy. What is wrong with America? What's all the citizens of this country? Honestly, I think Donald Trump got this far because it was retaliation for people electing Barack Obama. Oh, God, yeah. You're so right. That's Two far years, all that stuff. Yeah, that's how I feel. They're like, oh, you want to, you know, elect him and you want to fight for your rights, oh, we're we're going to destroy you. <laughs> Literally, Cobra Commander is coming for you. Like It's <laughs> not Cobra Commander. <laughs> this is Yo, the you beginning. Back. <laughs> oh, but this God. is how it all starts, the dystopian yeah. society. This is how it all starts in a world where Donald Trump makes it this far for president. And it's like, oh, shit. It's crazy. It's like a cold opening for one of those old movies in the world where Donald Trump made it to the presidency. <laughs> the world where a tyrant is born. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, it's happening. With orange hair. <laughs> he's like the villain from The Incredibles, but except he's wearing a cape. <laughs> yes. Jesus. I just oh, waiting. Incredibles too. Did you know that? They're making like Incredibles too. I'm so hyped. They are, and it's taking them forever. Like, it's, it's, it's oh. about time. It's yeah. about damn time. Yeah, I want like a Frozone sequel by now, like a Frozone solo movie or something, man. Come on, man. Okay. They could have had a Frozone solo movie. You're absolutely right about that. But, you know, they don't, yeah. they're not going to let the Incredibles be great. They had a Finding oh. Glory before they had an Incredibles. Um, That's what blew me. Oh, but how did y'all do that? And why did we need a Dory movie? I mean, no, no shade to Dory, but come on now, like really? I don't want to see this confused blue ass fish spinning circles for like an hour and a half. I mean, I'm sorry, kids. I love y'all. <laughs> no, this, this is a dumb idea. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a fish that's like in like some like pills falling her little fish bowl, and she's just all fucked up from the drugs and shit. Man, what's wrong with damn thing? <laughs> so. Scooby Doo and Shaggy smoke weed. SpongeBob is on acid. What was Dory on? <laughs> oh, Dory, I don't know, man. She's like on. She, what the hell is she's oh Hello. meth, meth. Yeah, <laughs> no, she has meth in her shit, man. Oh, that all over the place. Her, her, you see how big her fucking eyes are? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's tweaking. She's not on coke. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's going coke. She's coding, guys. She's coding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, game over, man. Oh man. <laughs> oh shit! That was, that was a mean tangent. How the hell did we get there? I'm sorry. That was my fault. Just go with it. Just go with it, okay? <laughs> you just go with the flow around here. All right, Gucci oh, and I do God. that. We have the attention span of an ant, okay? It's just what we do. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, oh, I. God. I watched the debates. I was mortified, um, but it just put the battery in my back. I already knew mm-hmm. I was voting for Hillary going in, so now yeah, same here. Same it's here. just you like solidified it. 
Well, I was never undecided. It was just more, like, people have been calling me to campaign, like campaign people, and they're like, oh, we're calling because I was like, I'm voting. I'm voting Democrat. And they're like, you are. I was like, so are you excited? I was like, at this point, I tell the truth, I'm just voting to avoid a Donald Trump presidency. I'm yeah, not that excited I... about Hillary. Like, no knock to her. You know, she's qualified, clearly. I don't appreciate what she did in 2008, but I'm mm-hmm. going to vote for her because this is where we are. And, and, and unfortunately, yeah. as a minority, this isn't the first time I had to vote for a white person I didn't care about. This exactly. isn't the first time I had to vote for a white Yes, my vote. Exactly. Like Barack, voting for Barack Obama was the one and only time I actually wanted to vote for a candidate and felt good about it. Any other mm-hmm. time, I voted for John Kerry to try to get Bush out oh, of office. God. That didn't work. Fucking I voted for Gore. That didn't work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and unfortunately, I was um, 17 when Bill Clinton ran for um, presidency in 1996. Yeah, I was a senior in high school. I was ready to vote, but my birthday's in December, so I didn't get a chance yeah. to vote for him. But yeah. that next election out in in uh, 2000, I was there in formation. So, mm-hmm. I, but I've always been voting since I was 18 years old in local elections, county elections, state, um, my gubernatorial races. So I'm aware of what's on um, our ballot for my county. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the uh, the edu- the board of education and our yeah, sheriff. Yeah. Looking at our judges and our courts, those questions that are on there that they're proposing, you know, all of that. So and, you, you know, still have to vote, like, regardless if you don't want to vote for Hillary or Donald, you still have to vote for your uh, your local people. Yeah, you gotta yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, just to take even one step further about, like, just the presidential for one second. Okay, let's say you vote. Let, let's say you're just, like, your random inept voter who's not paying attention and just voted for Trump because, quote, unquote, he's saying what I'm thinking. Okay. Right. You bring Donald Trump in office, and he is the one who elects the uh, judicial seats, you know, like the Supreme Court justices. These are life time appointments people. These are not somebody, these aren't people who are just going to just, you know, scurry out when they're tired of doing the job. No, you're stuck with this person for as long as they live or until they want to just say, I'm done with them. So if you're mm-hmm. picking the wrong person in that seat, you don't have all kinds of laws thrown even at you without realizing, hey, why is, why, you know, why all of a sudden the law changed? Oh, because you ordered a dickhead for a judge. You know, inadvertently yep. you did. Because Donald Trump, he's not caring who the hell sits right there. He'll put a damn rubber ducky in the damn seat, if, you know, just as long as it's, like, making a noise back at him. I'm, I'm fucking serious. Uh-huh. A rubber ducky. You know, I like anything. this guy. I love this guy. He listens to what I said. He's huge. I love him. You know what I mean? He's just, <laughs> he's just that, he's that idiotic. He'll put anybody uh-huh. in the seat to get anything done. So, yeah, you have to think about stuff like that when you are, just randomly going there and hitting whatever pops up first. You have to think these things through because these kind of things have ramifications for more than just four years or even eight years. you got to think, we're basically now just getting out of the George Bush BS, even just mm-hmm. a little bit. We're, still, we're kind of just finally, you know, our heads out of the sand because we're still in a lot of, you know, BS from that. <laughs> um, it, 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 it just... Let me tell you something. It just, it, 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 my mind is blown. 
Yeah. And honestly, people who still, like, it's that meme where Ace Ventura has the spear in his right leg and his left leg and it's looking like, ah, like at both legs and like when you have to vote for Hillary or Trump. Every time I see it, I'm like, it's not that deep. It's literally not that deep. Everyone's like, oh, gosh, like, they're both terrible. It's like, listen, Hillary is not that dishonest. She's not, okay? She's ambitious, yes. Will she bend the truth? I'm sure. Will she say something and backtrack? Absolutely. She's human. Mm -hmm. But she's a a politician. The point Mm -hmm. is, is is she going to fuck it up (laughs) the way Donald (laughs) Trump would? And the answer is no. I don't believe she will continue every policy Barack Obama initiated, but I believe she will work for the good, the majority of them. And he did. And then also, too, I want her petty to come out. I think that we have a petty-ass Congress and a petty-ass Senate, (laughs) and I think we need a petty-ass president to be petty right back with him. Like, seriously, because Barack Obama had a supermajority when he became elected, but it was the blue dog Mm -hmm. Democrats who were not supporting him. And they all found themselves, um, they didn't get reelected in 2010. And they lost all those seats to the Tea Party, even though they were trying to, you know, be obstructionist, you know, because they thought that's what the people in their county wanted, but they were in for the rudest of awakening when that happened in 2010. So it's like, you know, I want someone going to go in there and tell people in the Democratic Party to fall in fucking formation or else I will primary your ass. Whatever the hell, whatever threat she's got to make, whatever, whoever next she's got to step on, I need her to go in there and I need her to get it done. Period. Well, she will. And, she will. And don't worry about being nice and, you know, because you're, you're a black man, you have to, you know, make white people. No, girl, go in there, let loose and let have, honey. Oh, just yeah, just well, you know, like Bernie Mac and slap some faces, man. Come on now. Seriously. Just let everybody know. Yeah. If you had a dick, you'd pull it out. Don't test mm-hmm. you. Exactly. And that's what I'm waiting but, on. I'm, wait, I'm like, listen, Hillary needs to go gangbusters in there. Just ball feet. <laughs> <laughs> go past the shaft. Pass the shaft. <laughs> can you get penetration? I can get good penetration. <laughs> I love Wildcats, by the way. That's where that's from. I love Wildcats. If you haven't watched Wildcats lately, go watch Wildcats. It's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to Wildcats. Oh, yes, yes, yes. oh my God. <laughs> so, oh I think we've ranted enough about yeah, damn, we were talking like fucking NPR, but like NPR like at night, you know. I, mean, I know, the shit show, <laughs> the debate. I, I think I oh, might yeah. show up for the next one. Because the vice presidential is like, what, next week, I think. Oh, now that one is going to be interesting. I don't yeah. think Tim Kaine is going to do all that great, but Mike Pence is going to come off, come across as such like. A mannequin? He, just, he looks like a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> he looks like he just looks like a serial killer. He looks like there's a John Wayne Gacy thing going on, doesn't he? Like he just has a cold stare, you know, and it's just creepy looking. He looks like a prof, like a Mormon prophet. Oh God, he, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, like he looks like Roman Grant. Like you remember from Big Love, that's what he looks like. Oh, like, you know what he's one of those types. 
He has that. Remember that uh, cult back in the day, Heaven's Gate cult from like back in like the nineties. He looks like that leader, John Applewhite, or whatever the fuck his name was. He was just sitting there with them wide set eyes and like you know the crazy like white hair, like a. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's like a cult leader, man. I mean, he I looks like. Well, I can't see him in a white robe. I really can't see him with a white robe with a little red cross on his chest. But hey, that's just. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he looks like he would make girl. He would literally make every teacher have a ruler at their desk and measure a girl's skirt, just like on some creep shit. You oh, just gotcha. know. I can't. I don't feel comfortable with him as a person. He just no. Mm-mm. No, this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. But I'm not going to think about it no more because I'm not going to get my pressure back up. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But you know what pisses me off more about it for next week? You know, mm-hmm. like, what's, what's happening next week, right? They have cut in to my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And okay. I don't appreciate that. That that hurts my feelings. So, so like, y'all I'm... better be good. <laughs> I'm on episode three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just started, and I've I've heard people say the first season wasn't all that. It was just kind of setting everything up. Mm-hmm. But uh looks like Sky is an interloper. And um, <laughs> no spoilers, no spoilers. And um, that's where I am with it right now. So, oh, so you're, you're like, on, you're, you're back on season one then, basically. Yes, I'm literally the third episode oh, of the first wow. season. That's where I am. I said episode three. That's it. Oh, as as I, I can't say shit then, man, because this, oh, my God, just so much has happened. I know, I know. Oh, my God, so much has happened, man. It, it's like, one, okay, I, I will say this without being any spoilers, okay? Mm-hmm. I will say this show, it started off, don't get me wrong, you're, you're, you're in the slow time right now where it's like, okay, guys, where is this going? Am I going to want to hang with this a little bit longer? But I promise you, hang in there because... Once it gets to about midway through the season, it catches its foot, and it's like nonstop from there. You're just sitting there like, how in the hell? Where do we even start at? You know, it's like so much, so much, so many back-to-back revelations happen. And it's not a direct, direct tie into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's enough to get you like, okay, I see how this fits in here. You see like the layout of the map with the topography over it. That's basically how I look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. compared to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's amazing. Right, because... I'm um, telling you, for a treat. Oh, yeah, because I just got into the Marvel Universe. I've actually always been more of a DC fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I started off that way, too. Yeah. um, The DC Universe is way darker than the Marvel Universe. So it took me, like, I liked Iron Man. I liked watching the action, and Thor was okay. Mm -hmm. I did like the Avengers... I can't do Captain America. The best thing that came out of Captain America for me was Peggy, um, Peggy Carter. But they just canceled oh, Peggy, Peggy Carter. That hurt my heart. Peggy. That was so I, good, right? It was. I did like Peggy Carter. The way she talked and the way she did yeah. things. She was so efficient and she got everything done and she was mm-hmm. kick ass. I love Asian yeah. Peggy Carter. But um, I, I kind of got into the Marvel Universe and I'm glad I did. Because when um, Netflix picked it up, like, we finally got the daredevil we deserve, I think, on Netflix. Oh, my God. You, you, you um, have no idea how much this makes my heart took my heart good. It's true. It's true because I saw Elektra. I saw Daredevil, and it was awful. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, why would anyone make this? 
And then I was like, yeah. they're making it for Netflix. I was like, why? But then I watched and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is the, like, if they did this first, then Daredevil mm-hmm. would have been way bigger. But on Netflix, that Daredevil is the shit. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I, I appreciate them doing it like that. Anyway, I kind of I'm glad they did the movies first because it gives us something to compare it to. Be like, oh god, this is so much better. You know? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine mm-hmm. if they start off with the shows first and then they did the movie and then the movie oh. was shitty? You'd be mad as hell. I mean, oh, the movie. Oh, it was. But I mean, I watched those and I was like, this is awful. I don't even think I finished Electra. But this Electra mm-hmm. that they introduced on the Netflix series, she was great. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow. And um, Jessica Jones was really good. And yeah. I can't wait till tomorrow. Matter of oh, fact, yeah, you know what? <laughs> oh, my God. It's happening. It's happening. We're mm-hmm. about to have Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. I'm staying up. I'm staying up so that I can watch it tonight. Yeah. I'm going to try to get a couple like next morning. I'm pissed. I'm teleworking tomorrow, so I will survive. But Saturday, we have Girl Scout activities, so... I'm going to stay oh, up tonight shoot. and see if I can get as much in as I possibly can. Yeah. Because I know um, I think it drops like 3 p.m. It don't say 3 p.m. It drops 3 a.m. on East Coast time. That's the one mm-hmm. thing that sucks about it. So it's like midnight, you know, Pacific time, and then the report's mm-hmm. like, for us, is that time difference? It's going to be so dope, man. Because that's how I did it with House of Cards. I remember just, like, waiting till 3 a.m. Like, I rolled over at 4 a.m. and I started watching House of Cards. Like, I think, like, the second season. I got to get back on that. I'm so oh, behind on that. I'm so behind a whole season. I'm so ready. I, I love Franklin with, like, my spirit animal, yo. That dude is, like, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I love that dude. You have to watch this last season. Him and Claire really just. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say yeah, anything. Don't, don't mess it up on me. I can't wait to see I'm not, watch. We're just going to back out of it, and we're just going to redirect our attention to Queen Sugar. How about that? All right. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Queen Sugar. Jesus. Let me, let me get my notebook out, man. Oh, hold on one second. Let me so fold through those pages right quick. Oh, what hasn't happened? Where no, no matter you, you go start? first. You, you go first. I, I, okay. Uh, so I want to start with Tova. I yes, I know her name is Nova, but I still call that whole Tova. Everybody's going to deal. Let me be me. Tara and Nova. She's Tara from True Blood. She's Tara Nova. She's Tara. Yeah. She's Tova, right? You right. You right. She she's like on some other stuff right now. Basically, all three of these siblings are fucking up. They are because they're see they're fucking up because they're not a unit. They're not mm-hmm. together. They're yes. still being they're still being selfish in their own little ways. And it's not gonna mm-hmm. work until they really get together. So Tova, um, we see her arguing with her lover, her Mr. White Man. I'll see the Viking. And um <laughs> that, that haircut bothers me every time I see him. Like, what the hell is up in this haircut? So Nazi it's so diet Nazi, like just see a yeah. and you're like, "What are you doing?" I can't. So it's like I'm applying um, for the brotherhood, but I'm not in it yet. So like know. he's a prospect, like on Sunday. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's a clan. He's a clan prospect, so he can't go full skin it. <laughs> so um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, Boucher here, oh, so I just jumped the ignorant bars. See, see, ignorant bars. <laughs> so we 
you see him coming over there? We see her actually talking to the guy, the Michael B. Jordan guy, looking guy. Is Michael D. Michael B. Jordan was dusty and in New Orleans. Yeah, he looks just like him. It freaks me out every time I see it. All right, because I always do a double take, but then I'm like, Michael B. Jordan don't got piercings and tattoos. Yeah. And so um, we know from last week, Tova broke that story about the black kids who were being railroaded in the system into these Mm -hmm. mandatory sentences, you know, for long term, you know, excessive sentencing, basically. And we're seeing her having some, yeah, we're seeing her have some fallout um, because um, she's going to give her weed to the guy, and she's like, you know, I don't really want your money. Just make sure that you show up to the rally. Was it a rally or something for two feet? Yeah, it was, it was a rally. Yeah, I, I don't think it happened yet. Right, and she's the way saying, the time frame going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then he's like, oh well, I'm glad, you know. Um, he, you know, he was like, yeah, I can do it. But he was like, you know, I'm lucky because he had my joint on me. I mean, he had one of my joints on him when they when they caught him. And he was like, he could have easily gave me up, but he didn't. And Tova was like, you stole him weed? He was like, Tova, we all get our weed from you. And for her, that was literally a kick in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Because it is her weed that is getting these kids arrested, well, no, that's being found on them when they're being arrested. And for her, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, while I'm rallying to, you know, stop, you know, what's happening, sure, I'm also contributing to it. Yeah. Or contributing to the problem, not as we creating it. And honestly, personally, I, I don't think that weed is a bad drug. I think it should be legal. I don't think people should be you know, doing, you know, excessive amounts of time for it. I mean, the reality is if you're white in America and you get caught with drugs, you're more likely to be get probation or to have the case dropped. But if you're black, they will prosecute you. And then you have to go through the process of getting an attorney and missing days from work to go to court. And it's just a huge burden. And if you Mm -hmm. don't have the economic resource to get yourself out of it, you can put yourself further into the hole. And it's just an ugly, vicious cycle. But I felt like that um, dichotomy that they were pointing out, to me, that kind of, I felt like it was more along the lines of Black Lives Matter, black-on-black crime argument, in a way. Like, um, oh, while we face systematic oppression, people are always real quick to say, well, what are you doing, you know, to each other? And it's like, wait a minute, wait. You know, she's selling weed to them because, you know, she knows they sell weed or they do what they do with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, they might as well get it from her. Yeah. But you know, is she that, she's like kind of a healer anyway. She's kind of like the neighborhood healer. You know what I'm saying? She's like, mm-hmm. you know, she's into uh, like the root work and stuff like that. She's kind of like the local shamanist in a way, you know? She's not doing mm-hmm. it to be detrimental to the community. She's trying to heal people, but she knows that there's certain outlets that are dangerous. But I guess she's in that manner. She's rather she'd rather be like, I'd rather be the one supplying you than you going mm-hmm. to somewhere totally out of the whole juncture and causing a wider problem. You know, which is a effed mm-hmm. up logic when you think about it that way. But I, I, I'm kind of thinking that's where she's coming from. Right. Totally wrong. Well, I mean, if that's what you think, it's okay, honey. 
We don't, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't all know. Like, we haven't read the book yet, so you know, <laughs> we just, you know, just talk about what we see, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. You're doing good. Mm-hmm. But no, um, I thought it was interesting, you know, because when she comes inside, that's when her boyfriend is all trying to close the windows, and he's like, "Girl, do you know every cop yeah. from here to Florida is talking about your ass?" And she's just like, "Well, let them come." And I was like, "Go, girl." Hey, do you, but I ain't mad at you. You was shit. This is what we got to do. And Mm -hmm. um, he tried to pull her card or whatever and be like, oh, you need to, um, you know, he's like, you're trying to make yourself feel better. But he was also like, Mm -hmm. you need to be careful because, you know, he was just like, you know, these cops, like, you know how it go. We was just all sitting there looking like, yeah, we, we know how it goes. We know what you all are capable of. We see that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she so, kind of drops facts like he like she doesn't know what's going on. I'm like, sweetheart, you do know I'm black, right? <laughs> she's trying to throw like knowledge at me like I have no idea what's happening out here, and this is my experience. You're just looking at stats, you know, and not even just looking mm-hmm. at stats. You're the one throwing people in jail. But also, you're trying to put stats at me like I don't know them. I'm like, come on, be for real, be for real. Right. <laughs> and oh, so, boy. <laughs> it's it's you know it's it's really interesting how they're gonna play out the rest of that uh, dichotomy between her and the community and her boyfriend and where they find themselves um, in the future. And you know, he was all like, well, why did you pick? Or, you know, why did you make me, you know, your lover, blah, blah. And it's like, honey, there you go with your married ass asking them dumbass questions. Just shut the hell up. <laughs> He's a way like married nigga dude who want to, like, keep his side chick in check. He tries to put an L mm-hmm. word out there and try to make it sound like, you know, I love you, right? And try oh, to, you know, throw those things out there to just to keep her string, you know, keep her strung along. And I'm just so glad at least she knows enough, she knows better enough not to deal with that. But she said, leave your key by the door, nigga, go ahead. Bye. Listen. <laughs> and she was like, and don't come back. Exactly. And I was like, oh, wow, her mind is made up. Yeah. She was saying that. I was like, I was loving that. I was loving mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and um, with Charlie, she got some, some, some hard knock lessons taught to her God, this she week. She gave me a headache. She really gave me a headache this episode. Charlie is reckless, and um, mm. I think it's because her world is spinning out of control, and yeah. she's out of control <laughs> because yeah. she's just yeah. not making good decisions. Like mm. um, when she went to the girl's house who was accusing her husband of uh, raping her, it, it was like, okay, you should not have gone there personally. I didn't know where she was at at first. I was like, where is she at? Who's giving her tea? What the hell is this all about? Oh, oh shit! You lost your mind. <laughs> I mean, she went there, and um, she she's trying to fix things and do things the way she always does. And it's like now, this isn't how it's going to work. Um, she's being, I guess, put in her place by the universe. If that's mm-hmm. the thing, and uh, she's just not abiding by the rules. It's like, girl, stay in your lane. The reality is, you yeah. said you weren't going to be the dutiful wife, and you weren't going to, you know, go to bed for Davis all like that. It's like you do know you're just going to have to let it, like either you're going to let it go or you're going to fight for him. You can't have one toe in and one toe out. 
So she went there and confronted the girl. And the way they had it for the previews, I was expecting something a little bit different than what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a good scene. Um, the girl was just like, you know, how do you unrape someone? So she definitely yeah. uh, was sexually assaulted. Yeah, um, yeah, I believed it. I really did. Yeah. She, when she said it that way, I was like, yeah, she's not doing this for kicks, guys. She's dead ass. Right. Or for money. Like, I don't like, she's like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm, yes I'm a sex worker. You know, yes, this is what I do for a living, but I don't, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. And that's what kills with that culture sometimes, too. Okay, there's nothing wrong with being in touch with sexuality and being, having a heightened sexual, um, what's the word? Uh, having, like, just heightened, having heightened sexuality. And if you choose the hell you want. Sex work. Exactly. But for a set, just if I, if I do not, if I'm not with it, don't force yourself on it. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Now. You, mm-hmm. you know when you're wrong as a man. You, you know you're wrong when something, when that person's telling you no, you're getting all the vibes of it being the wrong thing to do. Your dick is not your friend, so when you're feeling a bad vibe, back the fuck up. Don't go in further because your boys are trying to hype you up. I mean, just, just be a smart, rational adult about it. I mean, right. just, that, that culture blows me with, you know, you know how men think, oh, she's a sex worker, she's down with it. Sometimes she's not, guys. It's just that Listen, I think a lot of men really don't understand the woman's uh, right to choose or ability to say no. It's like, uh, yes, if she yeah. says yes for one guy, it doesn't mean give you an automatic yes. Mm-hmm. And you need to really grow out of that uh, because, you know, women should be able to decide, like, you know, I like him, I want to sleep with him, or I'm in the moment, and this feels right for me, we're going to do it, you know, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you come in the door talking about, well, I'm next, it's like, well, no, you're not. And you're going to get uh, out your feelings about it and it. move the fuck on. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't come, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis? Yeah. <laughs> Lord. But, you know, is she... They talked or whatever. They had their they had their confrontation. I thought she got some good points into Charlie and Charlie countered. Um, but I think the issue is just that Charlie is just in a free fall state. And yeah. I think it was also kind of setting it up for her to go back home. Um, but what I didn't well, I guess I I guess I somehow I missed it was the son just being so unhappy at home. Oh, because he was saying everywhere he goes, he sees his ex-girlfriend. Like, I guess he's back in school now. Mm-hmm. And that situation is resolved. And he's like, he still sees the girlfriend. So he's upset about that. And then the father came in, Davis, and was like, come on, let's do something. And he was like, I don't want to do anything. Like, it's paparazzi everywhere. You know, I, he just felt trapped. So he was ready to kind of get away, too. And I think that's what they're going to do. Which I think may be a good thing. They just need to start over. Those two. And plus, and, uh, I think that Tumblr page, was a, didn't they have like a Tumblr page or something set up for that boy? Like, yeah. you know, they were mm-hmm. making fun the of father. him and stuff on there? I thought it was about the father, for the father and the, the king. It, you know, you might be right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to get my stories closed. But either way, I know it was like they, all that ridicule going on. I'm sure he wants to get the hell out of there. So you're right. And I don't blame for yeah, and if you've ever been on Tumblr, they don't mess around. They're very thorough no, when they put their information savage. together. <laughs> and then they put it in gift yeah. form for you, meme form, however you want to take this, this dragon, uh-huh. you're going to take it. 
ass, smacking ass on the inside of the loop. Oh, Lord. And, you know, Jeez. clearly the girl looked unconscious. And I think, you know, that's oh, one of the God, things God. is that when you're in, even when you're in an inebriated state, if your ability to consent and say a clear yes or no is altered by any chemical, that is not a consent. That is not mm-hmm. okay to proceed. That is a red light. All you around. hear that, Nate Parker? You hear that, Nate? I had to say it. I, I, I read some stuff earlier. I got to start getting pissed off again. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, he... Oh, Lord. I'm oh, still... I, I still feel some type of way about that nigga, but, you know, let's focus. Mm-hmm. Let's stay focused. Let's focus. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I'm back. My bad. <laughs> and we're alive, kids. <laughs> So then we um, see Mark Anthony after he has uh, got back to work and um, he wants to get paid. But they charged him, Mark Anthony, um, George Michael, Elton John. Oh, that that name is just the weirdest name on earth. Who is I heard y'all's episode a couple of episodes back, and I was like, well, that name is just ridiculous. Who who put Ralph and Angel in the same block? That doesn't make any kind of sense. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just here. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, are they going to change his name for the show? Are they just going to let it rise? For short guys, come on, y'all are killing me. Well, Toba calls him Raw, which I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. yes, can we call him Raw? Like, can we? Yeah, get him yeah. But I still want to just, you know, let Otis Stanley know that he needs to make better decisions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Get that because he does get back to work. He does see that his boss has shorted him eight hours, which is really fucked up. Yeah. On his tape. That was fucked up. He was like, I and did it in what? That's how he was acting. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, dude. That was fucked up. But you know he Ralph, does, you know he can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get mad and you can fight me and violate your parole if you want to. And I was like, yeah. that's really fucked up. So, Ralph, um, Ralph Andrew goes and talks to the guy who um, he bought the sugar cane from and that's when the dude was like, oh, that's my play cousin, my play play cousin. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, I got so pissed when I saw that dude. I was like, oh. I'm not going to be mad if he rocks him right now, but I know he can't, but I know. I, if I was just like in that room with him, I was like, look, I got you, dog. Boom. I was mm-hmm. so pissed. <laughs> and um, it was funny because, you know, eventually, you know, he's like, don't don't do me no more motherfucking favors. And I was like, yeah, leave it at that. Don't go into no more. But they're having another conversation, and the guy's like, okay, we got a little scam, little, little Joanna scam that we do here, and it's how it works. And I was just sitting there like, young, don't let this nigga break down the scam for you. You don't want to know that shit. You don't even want to know that it exists. Walk away now. But he listened to him, and then he was like, nah, I'm going to keep working. I, even though they short me, they fucking me over, I'm going to do this the right way till I don't have to do it no more. And um, he just was, you know, trying to avoid temptation. But something yeah. tells me he's going to get into it, and he's going he's gonna to do it. 
and when he does, I don't know. I know. So you saw the locker open up. I was like, please, somebody planted that. I was praying somebody just dropped it in there. I was trying to set him up, and he's just like, hey, boss, who did this? But either way, if that happened that way, he'd still be screwed. They think he, they'll think he's lying, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a bad scenario all the way around. Like, man, this guy cannot catch a break. But some things he's done to himself because mm-hmm. he's trying so hard to get out of that bubble of being an ex con or whatever and it's just not working in his favor. And I mean it happens to so many people. I, I have family members mm-hmm. who are going through that right now. And mm-hmm. I understand. I see it happen in real time. It sucks because you have to have that stigma with you no matter where you go. Even if you just have mind thing. you're still looked at that way. Right. It's, you see the employer treating him terrible. Mm-hmm. And that's another issue. Because you're a convict, what can you do? And the point is, is that how come when people go to jail in our society, that even when they serve their time, they're still in jail? Yeah, yeah. And um, that was, you know, a, a, something that really stood out to me when I was watching the whole scenario, how everything played out. That's how bad for him. But at the same time, it was like, you know what? You put yourself in that position, you have to get yourself out. This is the bed that yeah. you made. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And um, hopefully at some point he starts making the right decision. Hopefully at some point. Let's hope so, girl. Every time he's on screen, I just started growing. I was like, he's about to do something stupid. Oh, my God, he's good. He well, say something, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, where, where was Blue at? I was like, I need my little boy Blue back, man. Mm-hmm. I need Boo to come back and, and talk some sense to all y'all adults. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you're, sitting there, you're, like, you're my boy, Blue. Like you said, <laughs> yeah, you're my boy. Oh, my God. Blue, you're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, old school is my movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, and geez. Oh, my God. That was so funny. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, did you uh, see the whole uh, scene with Vi when she met with her friends and how that all worked out? Oh, oh yeah. That, that, I ain't going to lie. That, that was just embarrassing. That, that little boy, that manager, he was so mm-hmm. frustrated. Mm-hmm. Oh, he tried so hard to be. I mean, you're, you're, I'm like, I hate saying this, but dude, you're wrapped up in your light skin in this right now, dog. Calm the fuck mm-hmm. down. And just be you. Just be a decent person, man. Just, just sure like being... he knew he was high yellow. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, why is the place called? Can it called high yellow? Is mm. it in the restaurant? Like, something like that. I was like, hey, why is this mm. place called high yellow, dog? What kind of restaurant is this? So, Ms. Viola was like, you know what? She was like, I'm leaving because if I don't, I'm going to fuck you up or mop the floor with your young ass, and I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I got a man. I loved it. Yeah, loved she hit him with, I don't need this. I got a man. And, so his, look was quivering. his look was quivering when, he, when she said that to him. I was like, dude, calm down. <laughs> she didn't even know he what to do. He didn't. He really didn't. And she looked like he was going to haul off and slap him with a good backhand. <laughs> and I would have been mad if she did. She was like, you know mm-hmm. what? We're here since before you were born. I'm not about to put up with this shit. You ain't going to be riding me like this, talking like you lost your damn ass. And she right. Yeah. But you know what reminded me of in that scene, though, that face he was making, 
it reminded me of the old Dave Chappelle skit when they were talking about Prince, like when he was mm-hmm. talking shit to him, and all of a sudden Prince was just like, he just started making these random noises and whimpering, and he found him with his <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying, yo. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And, um,. We finally kind of got a little bit more into Hollywood's life and what's going on with Hollywood. And, well, so we knew something was going on with Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But I was worried, like, you know, he's cheating on that, but he's not. Um, And the thing is, is that his wife is mentally ill. And she was on suicide watch and a psych ward. And he had to come and sign her out because he was technically her next of kin. Yeah. Um, so he went to do the right thing, and we saw how unstable the wife was. Ooh. But, ooh, but uh, he stuck to his guns and was like, you know what, we're through, you and I. He's moved on. He's found a woman he cares about. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> Did she say, I want another baby? She sure did. <laughs> she sure did. So, where are the kids? Wow. You are a special kind of crazy, baby. <laughs> but I, but that just kind of takes me back to when Viola was like, you know, the I think it was the first or second episode when she was just like saying, Hollywood, like, go get you a young girl so you can have some babies. And he was like, listen, oh, I don't need all that. So, I'm wondering... What happened to the baby? If she's saying, I want another one, like, was there ever um, a first baby? Something happened. Triggered her. Yeah. Or was she saying it and she was just tripping? Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see a little bit more. But Mr. Hollywood got some stuff with him, but he's still on base status. He's still boo or whatever because, you know, he's just trying to clean things up. But, you know, doing like most men, they try to hide things or, you know, keep things from you that they think you can't handle. But I'm pretty sure if he just told Val what was going on, I'm, she may have understood, but he didn't give her that chance. So yeah. hopefully it doesn't lead to an argument or anything like that with them. Oh, my God. And the writing is so good on the show. It just keeps you so engaged. That's what I love about the show. It's just written and directed so well. Mm-hmm. You know, just to think, like, each each episode is um a different director, but still, you know, looked over by Ava DuVernay and whatnot. It's, it just astounds me how well it's done. And I'm just so proud of it. You know, it, just, you know, it feels like I'm a part of it, too, because I feel like I just take part in the journey with, you know, the vision that they're trying to put out there. And it's still so good to see it, you know, see it come to fruition every episode. Right. And um, I love the, the lighting in the show. It's so beautiful to me. It's so yeah, yeah. dark, but it just, it's, you know, it's just beautiful. You and, just get um, immersed in it, like you're baptized in just the color of it all, you know? And I love yes, that. yes. And it's, it's very moody. It sets the mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, you know, Charlie went to the auction because she had to get a new tractor, and she decided oh, yeah. she wanted to stunt on some holes real quick because, you know, wow. they were trying, you know, trying to G-check her. But she was like, I'm the G, it's the G. I got money or whatever. And, um, yeah, and I, I thought that kind of signaled 
um, what I was saying earlier is that, you know, she's out of control. Yeah. She's not in control. She's not dealing with, really dealing with what's going on. She thinks she is, but she's not. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not making good decisions. And that really was brought home when she talked to the accuser again and um, the girl was just like, all right, I want $3 million. And she was like, okay, well, if we give you $3 million, then you got to make this go away, like, all around. And during that whole conversation, I was just like, something isn't right, something isn't right, because Mm -hmm. she got her, oh, totally, got her all the way on the hook, just everything that she's saying. And I do believe Mm -hmm. someone was in the room listening to that conversation. Oh, God, yes. And this is going to come out, and it's going to slap Charlie right up against the face, just like her making that purchase yeah. or whatever. Um, so it, it, it's it's a lot of stuff that I think is going to come that's going to develop the characters and stretch them and really, really bring home with them, you know, get it together. Yeah. You know, they have they to all be a come unit. Together, yeah, when, yeah, when they're a unit, oh, my God, they're amazing when they come together. It's like watching, you know, like, it's like watching a comic book team come together and just start kicking ass. I'm like, damn, y'all like the shit when y'all link up. Why right, don't y'all like this right. Yeah, that's I don't get it. I don't want to fight, but that's siblings for you. That's how siblings do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, come, they come together when the time is right. Right. Just like family. And mm, Just um, like family. <laughs> so I think they're nailing it in that regard. So, oh, God. Um, that was Queen Sugar, so... Did we miss anything? No, we honestly we pretty much hit every point because that was like the whole episode for the most part. You know, all three, you know, pretty much well, all four characters in their arcs. You know, little mini arcs going on right now. Okay, so yeah. did you watch Atlanta this week? You know I did. You know I yeah. did. <laughs> Paperboy <laughs> is fucking hilarious. Like, okay, this oh, episode... out of control. <laughs> Last week's episode was a little dark, but this yeah. week they got right back on track. They brought it back in, absolutely yeah. hilarious. First mm-hmm. and foremost, I am Paperboy. I just, I get it. I understand Paperboy. I don't know why I understand that nigga. I just do. <laughs> I always said that I was Darius, because I'd be the one that would get high and come ask you if I can measure your tree. Yo, Darius is amazing, man. The Darius. stuff this dude does on the regular just blows my mind. Like, if he was a real, if, I mean, there's, there's a, everybody knows a Darius. I'm sorry. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're black, white, whatever. You have come in contact with a Darius in your life, you know? And this mm-hmm. dude is just next level, wild and out. But on a fun tip, not on like a negative tip at all. I love the tip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that it was absolutely brilliant that they made Justin Bieber black because mm-hmm. when I was watching, he's like, oh, there's Justin Bieber. I was looking, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people did. I was focusing in on the white guy, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And then when mm-hmm. they showed the black dude acting up, I said, holy shit. I was I was lost for like five seconds. I was like, what what's going on? Like why is Justin Bieber black? But it just mm-hmm. I just ran with it. I just went with it. And it was hysterical yeah. because he literally peed in the corner and 
that fool came in and knocked over all the papers. <laughs> Coming mm-hmm. in, and then the second text is like, it's the most amazing thing ever. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I can't. And then when Lloyd made a cameo, and he was like, oh, he's just trying to figure it out, I laughed hysterically at that. I laughed hysterically that at Lloyd? that. That was Lloyd. She finds you, but I want you. you. That was was him. And I laughed. And um, Paperboy, he was just over the whole thing. And um, I laughed that Earn uh, got in um, pretty much into the, the... that little networking thing, just kind of networking that people. That lady was insane. That was the lady from um from Hung was, from Hung. Um, yes, 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 yes. I loved her. When I oh. saw her, I was like, yes, yes, yes. It took me a but minute to please. catch who she was, but it was yeah. she. She nailed it. That was really well, hilarious. Because <laughs> she's like so out there, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, was she? Um, who did she? She beat that guy. No, that lady with her belt because she kept trying to muffle it on her territory. Because <laughs> Morgan used to be on Hong. Morgan from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He was. He was like her pimp advisor. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stay on task here. We're not gonna go down this. We're not, we're gonna do... Oh yeah, because we're about to go down a rabbit hole right there. <laughs> right, like I, I caught myself. Bring it back. <laughs> But I thought it was so many just flashes of just genius mm-hmm. in, into the show. It was so funny. And so when they got to fighting, <laughs> oh, God. But I like him up, too. <laughs> he was about to mess him all the way up. He was. But I liked how at the end the reporter was like, listen, paper boy, like, here's the word of advice. She was like, just stay in your lane. Just mm-hmm. be yourself. And she was yeah. like, it'll work out. And it was like, that really was, like, a major key. Yeah. Like, be yourself. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about why people like Justin Bieber. You worry about why people like you. You be yourself. And um, I just, yeah. It's just I, cool, was, I mean, because you got to think, like, all these artists out here, I mean, like Gucci Mane and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? He stays in his lane. He might, you know, tangentially move somewhere else and do a song with, you know, some other crazy star or something like that. But he still stays where he's at. And people appreciate him for that. I mean, shit. That's just how it is. And he still, you know, does well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at it that way. <laughs> everybody everybody oh. can't be crossing over all the damn time and doing pop shit. And I, I wouldn't want everybody to, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it just, I, there were parallels in there that I saw. And um, of just like kind of like the industry, because she kept calling him something else, Alfonso. She kept calling him Alfonso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just went with it. And then she was like, I'm going to make sure you die poor. Like, it was just hilarious to me. Yo, when <laughs> she, she said that, like, I, think I, oh, I think I choked on my beer. Yo. I was like, oh, my God. Just oh. like, I hope you die homeless. I was like, what? She was like, because she, when she started going to her oh. loyalty spiel, I was like, nigga, run, get up and run, because I oh do that. Like, whenever I get into my loyalty tangent on people, oh, it's, I'm about to drop the hammer. 
That's like there's no good thing that's gonna come of that. Like no, yeah, you, you, you are a motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> so it was, but it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad it comes on Tuesday night and not Wednesday. Me night. too. Oh, thank goodness. I think oh, I, that. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, girl. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say I think it's a great show. And it I'm is. just glad that it's there. And I I wasn't even a really big Donald Glover fan. But um I'm I'm glad well, he's here. For a long time. Yeah, I, I love Donald Glover. I just love the vibe. Well, I'm not a childish Gambino fan. I used yeah, mm-hmm. I used to like him in um community, but I'm not a childish oh, Gambino yeah. fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and one thing is it kept tripping out, I kept hearing some people complain about being thirty minutes. But honestly, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact. Can you okay? Think about all the stuff they packed into those thirty minutes. It, it's perfect. It's on point. It keeps you engaged. You cry laughing at the, you know every instant. And um, could you imagine they put it on it for an hour? If they had it on it for an hour, it'd be, it would kind of drag. I would. Oh um, yeah, probably. Yeah. And I think I think they get their point across in the thirty minutes because mm-hmm. even though Darius was um on at like the end when he went to yeah. the gun range. Just look at all the stuff that they packed into that one scene. hmm It was ho- like, oh my God, when he put up his target. <laughs> <That> dog. <laughs> <sighs> and it but you know the part that got me that I thought was brilliant was when the guy was like, No, you can't shoot a dog. I'm not gonna let you shoot a dog. He was like, Well he was like, Why? He's like, It's weird. He's like, It's not weird to shoot humans. Exactly. And I was like, I mean, damn. <laughs> he I mean, made me think. Like, that nigga got hood deep on me real quick. You're sitting there looking, scratching your chin like, shit. Like, why are you shooting? Like, you know what? And then to see, you know, the, um, I guess the, 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 the Muslim Arab people come to defend him and say he can oh. shoot whatever he wants. We're not listening to you. Oh it's the news. Like, he was kind of like, it's a revolution coming, blah, blah, blah. And, and of course, the white people were just like, oh, yeah. And it was like, OMG. Oh, God. He set it off because yeah. he wanted to shoot at a dog. Yeah. And you know, you just see him, the dude was like, oh, I don't do any of that. <laughs> uh, I do this, this, and this. That's pretty much it. And that's pretty much how it is to be black. Like, you know what? I kind of understand the concept of the Taliban. Like, I understand, but I don't know real mm-hmm. ball shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I'm you know, not saying it's right, and I'm yeah. going to enjoy it. Like, fuck no. I'm just I saying, agree with one, like, third, uh, one third of what you're saying like, makes total sense. But yeah. I understand about totally fighting with. for your freedom. <laughs> that part makes Jeez. a lot of sense to me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just want to say that um, the views expressed here were those not of Cookie and Gooch. These views were expressed independently um, by someone other than Cookie. So, read the fine print. Yeah, there. Ain't nobody joining them <laughs> on a fucking terrorist group. Stop. <laughs> we'll put it out there for anybody. You never know who's listening. You never know. You because the feds be listening, dog, if you didn't know. I'll be fresh as hell. It's the feds. Watch it. Like, I don't want them motherfuckers <laughs> to watch me. I don't want them to know I exist. How about that? You ain't lying. 
Just love the fact 
that the director Sam Esmail has directed every episode, and he's created the show too, but he's directed every episode, and just the the vision that he's put out is just astounding to me of how it all comes together. It had some dips in the season, but yeah. like the way it ended, oh my god, it, it was just awesome. Like, did we ever find out what happened to Joey Badass, or is he still locked up? Yes. You see Joey Badass at the, I mean, almost like, you know how some, okay, like, you see, like, the Marvel movies, right? You know, the Marvel movies have those little tag-ins at the very end of the movie. He was at the very end of the final scene of Mr. Robot, where Mm -hmm. I think he's about to assassinate, I don't know if he's going to assassinate or, or do whatever or have a talking to, but he's going to... He's going to do something to uh, was that that DJ Mobley guy, you know the the other fat hacker dude, and mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the other girl. The girl had the hijab. I can't remember her name for the life. Of me. Oh, okay, okay. But her character too. too. So they right. they're both like work. They they both find another life somewhere in like middle America, working at a darn grocery store somewhere. Oh, and they got the entire hell up out of there because they were like yeah, the oh, they, on our back. Oh, Show they did what I would have done. You know, I was yeah, I'm about to get a rumble. So I was in grocery store in like Oklahoma. <laughs> they did so hard. Y'all pulled a move on like one of James, and I love it. But um, yeah, they um, I, I just think it's so expertly done, man. And hell, I mean, just seeing Ronnie Malik get that Emmy, I was like, that man deserved that Emmy because. He played that character to a fault. You almost think that's just how this man is in real life. Right. You know? <laughs> right. He, he just started out as the Prince of Egypt and um, signed at the museum. He's come a long way. Oh, my God, yeah. And hell, he, he was in that, that, was it, corn, he was in that corny movie, uh, uh, Needed for Speed. And just seeing really? the way he was acting that, yeah, he was in Needed for Speed. And seeing how he was acting that movie, he was all hyperactive and crazy acting. So it's weird mm-hmm. seeing him act like that. And then in Mr. Robot, he's a mellow, creepy acting character. And it, it just shows that he's earned that Emmy, you know? I think he loses weight for that role, too. He's not that mm-hmm. thin. And so, yeah, he's totally like method acting. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he, he does a really good job. So I like it. I also enjoyed Queen of the South. Um, oh, that was a kick-ass <laughs> show. That uh-huh. was just a kick-ass show. Strong characters, strong women, just mm-hmm. kick-ass. Like, yeah. every 10 seconds. Like, she's busting out yep. of something, kicking ass, shooting somebody, and yeah. she really was just, like, trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see her, you know, using her brain and thinking. And it was so good. I can't wait for the next season to come back out. It, I really enjoyed was, that show. Yeah. It was just so good seeing people of color have such strong roles this year. Granted, as mm-hmm. much as we as, as much as we're constantly going through as a culture, it's good to see that at least Hollywood is recognizing us. Oh, excuse me, mm-hmm. is that Hollywood is recognizing us and giving us the roles that we deserve? And it's, uh-huh. it goes to show that okay, you know, I'm about to be a dad. It's good to show that even my child growing up can see these actors and actresses doing these kind of things. And she, maybe she'll be like one day, okay, cool. Maybe I want to do something like that. Or even just inspire right. her to just do something else. You know, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, because, yeah. like, I watched um, the sneak preview for Insecure. First of all, mm-hmm. it was hilarious. 
the show. Oh, I missed that. I gotta watch that. If you have HBO Go, I think you can still catch it. But um, yeah, I just have, watched I it. Have. Oh my God, it it was hilarious. It mm-hmm. it was in the same vein of Awkward Black Girl, Black Girl, excuse me, but she really <laughs> just kind of polished it up a little bit. Yeah, it was so good. I love and, her. <laughs> yeah, and it's like if you're right, it's time you know that we see minorities in you know these diverse roles where yeah. you know that's how she came about with her character she was like i'm not a video vixen i'm not sexy you know she's like my life is more like seinfeld i'm you know <laughs> irreverent <laughs> i'm quirk and i like to talk about it I, like, I think a lot of people are in mm-hmm. that same category but when you're a minority it's like you have to fit this role, this mold. And if you don't, it's like now, you know, the I'm, I'm not black enough to be with the black people, but I'm too black to be with the white people. And it's just, uh, you know, what it's place to be. <laughs> just be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one and problem. Then, Even growing up, I had that issue. And that was, it was just frustrating because you feel like you had to fit in, like, several molds. And I just wanted you just to be a geeky black kid who liked comic books and watched anime. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a problem. It's just something that I do for recreation. I enjoy it. So I, I never thought why it was um, an issue growing up. But it's, it's one thing that blows my mind now is just seeing so many people now saying, oh, yeah, I enjoyed that, too. I was like, well, shit, we could have been trucking and enjoying this shit together, man. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, they late to the party. They late to the party. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So, oh man, those are all of our recaps. G, we made it. Oh my God, we made it through. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Um, we don't have any letters this week, so um, and Gucci isn't here anyway, so I don't have to listen to her sing that um, her fuck ass jingle. She knows I don't <laughs> like it, so I don't feel like I'm saying anything that she doesn't already know. But um. <laughs> I do have a give like crazy in a good way. Never forget. Crazy no, funny gosh. haha, not crazy like kissing your Cheerios, you know. <laughs> really though? In a good way. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, for this week's Give Black, I want to highlight Miss Jasmine Nicole. Um, she's starting up a company, Fearless fashion mm-hmm. and um let's see you can find her on instagram at fearless f-e-a-r-l-e-s-s dot fashion and it's fashions with an s um her website and blog are under development so um we will provide that information a little later but i want to just kind of give you all some information about what her business is. And you can just check her out on Instagram for now. Um, and as she develops or whatever, we'll have more information uh, to share with you. So um, she just says, for those of you who know me well, know that I've always had a passion for fashion and beauty. Since I was a young girl, I had to put my life on hold because my son was my priority. And as a mother, I put him first above myself, and I don't regret that. Not even for a second. He is now in college, and I now have a chance to do what I love be a certified fashion image and wardrobe stylist. And my health and wellness business will fit in well. 
fashion is a language which tells a story about the person who wears it. Clothes create wordless means of communication that we all understand. Fashion is a state of mind, a spirit, an extension of oneself. Fashion talks. It can be an understated whisper, a high-energy scream, or an all-knowing wink and a smile. Most of all, fashion is about being comfortable with yourself, translating self-esteem into a personal style. Fashion is a means of self-expression that allows people to try on many roles in life. Whether you prefer hip-hop or Chanel chic, fashion accommodates the chameleon in all of us. It's a way of celebrating the diversity and variety of the world in which we live. Fashion is about change, which is necessary to keep life interesting. It's also a mirror of sorts in society. It's a way of measuring a mood that can be useful in many aspects, culturally, socially, even psychologically. At the same time, fashion shouldn't be taken too seriously or you lose the fun of it so styled because your personality isn't the first thing people see. So she is fearless fashion. She is Jasmine Nicole. You can catch her on Instagram at fearless.fashion. And um, she is starting up her new business as a fashion and image consultant. So, yeah, we're going to put her on our website. Um, I hope you've all been going over to thecookinthegooch.com. That's where we keep a majority of our episodes now, as well as our Give Black campaign highlights. Um, We're still working on some more content. I'm going to add to the site. So that's coming. But make sure you go over and check out the Give Black. Um, so far, we've been highlighting people we know. And um, if you are interested in being highlighted on the hashtag Give Black, uh, you can also email us at cookieandgooch at gmail.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-E and A-N-D, gooch, G-O-O-C-H, at gmail.com. All right. Okay. All right. So that was cool. You have fun? Oh, God. When don't I? <laughs> 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 oh, God. This is amazing. And, and, sweetheart, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I'm just glad oh, I came on. You're welcome. Be on with you. And, um, you know, I just wish you the best of success. I, I love to mm-hmm. see, you know, you doing your thing, both of y'all, and I just love to see that y'all are growing, y'all are getting so many more fans coming into, you know, onto the show, and the group is getting larger on Facebook, and you know, you, you're just doing great, and I'm, I can just say I'm proud to be a witness to seeing you do all of this, and I, I'm just so thankful to be a part of it, so thank you. Oh, you're absolutely well welcome, Dora. It's not a problem. We're glad that um, we have people like you in our lives who are just so open to taking this journey with us. And whenever we call you, you're always there. You know, that's one thing that, you know, Gooch and I, we don't forget is that so far, whenever we've ever needed anything and we've reached out, you guys have been so supportive. It's wonderful. So I appreciate you just as much, if not more, um, for the retweets shout-outs and, and coming through and saying hey and just being Sam. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's great. Oh, and um, No problem. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And yeah, and I'm looking forward to watching you and your wife expand your family with your new addition coming soon. I can't uh, wait. Yes. 
Dear Wayne. <laughs> yes, my princess is getting closer and closer to being here. Uh, it's it's like right down the road, like a couple months really, and it's like wow, it's it's about to get hectic, man. I'm I'm ready for it. So ready for it. <laughs> well, I'll be there with pointers and. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm I will be, be asking. Don't you? Just I'm. <laughs> I'll be petty godmother number one. That's here. right. <laughs> hey, we all need care. one, baby. Okay, we y'all let me take care of my baby. Don't let me come down there and read y'all real quick. <laughs> put that baby, put that baby, get that baby some some righteous milk. So they're going to sleep. Look, all that, all that. That's what we need. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. For okay. It. <laughs> well, on that note, you know, thank you once again. This has been our our recap show, me, Cookie, and our good friend, G-Rod. So uh, thank y'all. We'll see y'all next week, same time, same place, okay? All right, guys. Bye, y'all. Peace.